Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is FN99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat. It says it right over here. Well, you can't <laughs> there. Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat. Uh, and we are the a wrestling podcast, obviously, for uh, FN99 <laughs> and the Fox. Uh, we discuss wrestling each and every week, news, reviews, previews, all sorts of stuff. We love to hear from you guys, so please, if you... Uh, Join into the stream. Uh, don't feel shy about throwing some comments out there. Let us hear from you. We want to. I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. How you doing, Dave Taylor? I don't remember which way to point. It's backwards that way. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's reversed on us, so. Yeah, it's okay. We're getting used to it. <laughs> uh, we uh, again, we are ETC Podcast Repeat. And if you'd like to uh, keep in touch with us, there's lots of ways to follow everything we're doing. First of all, fm99.com and 1069thefox.com are the easiest ways to find everything we're doing. Uh, you go right into the media tab, click ESPR, it'll link you right to our most recent stuff, to our main feed. You can find us on all your major podcasting apps if you just want the audio at some point. Uh, you can use that. It is just search ESPR Wrestling. That makes life easy as well. Right there, give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it, by the way. Uh, you can see it right there. Stream us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google, Spotify. Pretty much, if you're listening to podcasts, you can find us. Yeah, so, man. It- it's, it's amazing where we've we've ended up. You know, I, I never expected us to be in uh, all these places. So it's it's great that the, the growth we've had throughout oh, the last. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So can't thank you enough for listening and and now watching our uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, if you want to follow along with us, you can see it streaming right there at the bottom of your screens. If you're watching with us live, which again, this is a new thing for us, but I kind of dig it actually having this feature. Uh, follow yeah. us on Facebook and Twitter at ESPR99, or you can email us, ESPR at FM99.com, and that will allow you to uh, get in touch with us, send us whatever you want, reviews, previews, uh, questions, concerns, comments. Uh, if there's something you'd like us particularly to, to, to talk about, send it on in. We'll be happy to, to give our thoughts on something you're interested in. And, uh, yeah, so without further ado, I say we get right into it this week. This week, we're going to kick things off with a review of... A, and I'm sorry, not AEW, NXT <laughs> takeover in your house. Yeah. Uh, um, so if, uh, we, Dave, I guess you probably have the match listings right there in front of you if you want to run down. I, yeah, I, actually, I do. Yeah, they started the uh, show with the uh, the six woman tag match, which I, I thought was a uh, pretty solid, uh, pretty solid opener. Mm-hmm. For that, the only, there's only one thing I didn't like about the show uh, that this match, and this is me being the high spot complainer guy. Yeah, uh, yeah that's I, you. I, <laughs> being early in the match i just thought some of the stuff on the outside and then with um like some of the flips off uh, the rope and then go some cans all right uh i don't know I, I just didn't feel like that that was like too early in the match for all these like high spots because considering you have like kind of like 10 more minutes in the match to go and the match itself was fine and i thought the ending was all right with uh fatigue and finally kind of getting her uh, come up and uh, on um on dakota kai and uh, and raquel uh, gonzalez Right, yeah, and we're start moving away from them um, as as a as a story because I mean, really, we've we've gone to it several times now. It needs a little room to breathe so that it can feel special again uh, because of the moment it just it feels like it's been done a bunch. It, it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to keep happening. Um, you know, not not the not the match of the night, but a solid match, a, a, a energetic opener. This is one of those times where, like, I will say this for you, Dave. Without an actual like big crowd there. Yeah, um, I feel like that sort of style doesn't benefit them as much. So, like, normally I'm the one defending this style to you. Um, but <laughs> this time, without the live crowd there, I have a hard time making as much of a defense because I feel like, especially in these openers, it's meant to really fire everybody up and get everybody excited. And without yeah. everybody there, I don't know that it has the same effect. 
Yeah, 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 yeah I think and all the women work very hard. You did that, did it? Yeah. Overall, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I recommend to watch that match. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, next match, uh, Finn Balor versus uh, Damian Priest, and um, I was a little bit surprised. I think we both were picking Priest with this, but oh, I mean, uh, but then yeah. thinking about it, well, giving Priest's record from you know the past couple of months, and maybe it's no surprise that Finn Balor should have won. Maybe we could look at it differently. Uh, not a bad match though, and I mean it's good to see Finn getting who now has the most takeover wins, which I didn't realize. Yeah, had I known that that was something they were going to talk about, I would have picked Finn Balor to win because I yeah. thought, well, there's no way they're not going to let him get that record when he's that close, you know. But they, you know, so ahead of time, obviously, we weren't realizing that. But then during the match, I was like, oh well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but a really good match from both guys. Uh, they yeah. both looked really good. Some really rough looking spots, by the way. Hi to uh, Daphne, who I see over in the comments, saying hi. Um, looking good. I'm not sure I believe her, but. Thank you. You're a sweetheart. Um, in any event, oh, that's a cool little feature. Uh, so, I, tech, baby. <laughs> I like it. I like it being able to show people out like that. I like that. It's nice. Um, the the spot where uh, Damian Priest ended up on the um, ring apron and he gets kicked off and ends up back first on the ring steps. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I got the wind knocked out of me for him. Like that, that was, was the, yeah, all the credit in the world. Like, you know, like when I was younger, it's like, hey, I want to be a wrestler. And the style was different. I see stuff like that. And I'm like, thank God I never went that route. Thank <laughs> God. I <laughs> thank God young me didn't make the calls. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. That looked so awful. Like it, it, the impact on those stairs, he looked like he went a hair too far. So it looked like he hit more on that edge of the stairs on the like. Yeah, I was really concerned that he was going to be badly hurt. Yeah, um, yeah. That was, that was I was watching it with my girlfriend, and my immediate reaction was like, "Oh, he can't <laughs> breathe! Oh, he can't breathe right now!" Um, but hey, he 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 took it, and uh, it, it ended again. Really good match, uh, definitive win for Finn Balor, which keep, kind of keeps him established in that upper echelon. Yeah. Um, and now it looks like Priest is moving on to a feud with uh, uh, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, and for that spot to happen and then the finish to happen afterwards made that spot more meaningful. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. yeah that, that, that is key because sometimes these big spots happen and then, you know, they're fighting for two more minutes. And you think to yourself, you're like, well, that should be it. And yeah. <laughs> that kind of was, so. Yeah, that uh, was yeah, good. Agreed, agreed. Uh, up next, obviously. Yeah, uh, the Freddie NXT North American Championship, Keith Lee, uh, successful defense against Johnny Gargano and a – not a bad match. Um, I thought it was good. I thought, yeah. it, was, I, I thought it was good. I, I, I think it's a good showing for Keith Lee. I think they could they if they go back to it. I think they could have a better match. Um, but I thought it was a very good match. Yeah, uh, you know, no, no. I, I did see somebody that was funny uh, later in the match when um, Candice LeRae comes out and then uh, Mia Yim comes out. Uh, Mia Yim's already dressed in her street clothes, like her sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> somebody put a screenshot of that up, and they were like. This has to be a record for the fastest somebody has gotten into their sweatpants after a match. <laughs> um, but overall, uh, a fun match, an enjoyable match. I I like Johnny Gargano as this character. He 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 entered well when he goes to the front door. <laughs> yeah, and he's grabbing, he's pulling at it, and we're getting that doorbell camera. And he um, <clears throat> Keith Lee comes up behind him, and he turns and looks at Keith Lee and goes, "Please no." 
Dude, I laughed so hard. It was good. But I, was I, 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 did, I did like the consistent storyline with the whole the key thing because yeah. what, what they used because when Johnny had the wrestle in street clothes on, on the previous NXT, and then you know they they went back to that. So kudos to them for continuing that storyline because sometimes those little things get forgotten. Yeah, and I thought we did a good job with that, and and, and, the, right, and the right guy won that match, and um, you know it's good for Keith to have these kind of matches. I think it's going to make him. Uh, I mean, he's, he's confident, but this is going to just build him up to that superstar status. It's going to be down yeah, there. which it's crazy to me to think of how much. And I and I understand that he can't be like this all the time when you're on NXT and now they've lost the crowds. Yeah, he's not going up to the main roster as much. But I mean, when you think about how hot he was coming off yeah. of the Survivor Series or whatever, um, you know, the the that whole time frame, the 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 Survivor Series to Rumble time frame. Yeah, yeah. It's just it blows my mind how 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 hot he was then and, and not much has happened since then. And again, that was right before the beginning of the year when the COVID-19 thing happened and we started yeah. fans and shows started changing and it yeah, is. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we don't know what we would have gotten with him. So, I mean, exactly. you know, it, it's kind of like, I know they're moving like Matt Riddle up, but you know, it's still time for these guys to kind of work on some things, if you will. And, you know, they won't know. I mean, other than looking at ratings, what's working and what's not, you, you know, you just can't judge a crowd response. Uh, right. Speaking of match that wasn't going to have a crowd, because, well, actually had a crowd because it was in the parking lot, was the Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, the last chance backlot, backlot brawl for the NXT Championship, Adam Cole retaining. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of this I didn't like, but it had nothing to do with the competitors. It was how this match was produced, and I thought for these matches that are the, um, you know, the not the ring matches, the more of the, uh, you know, the, I don't know what you want to call them, but the, I, I just didn't like it. I thought the production value were great because of the lighting, and it was hard to watch because of the angles of the camera. I, I just didn't like it, and it, uh, it just I felt I felt like it looked um, in the sense that by the way, check your phone, Dave. Um, I I <laughs> I felt like it looked awkward in the sense that like when we did like the the that style of match, that cinematic style for. Um, for the Undertaker and AJ Styles, that made sense. It was this boneyard match. It was completely different. It was um, it was something that we weren't used to seeing at that point. And it wasn't in a ring. And it wasn't you know it was completely different. So it made sense for them to go a different route and cover up some angles and whatnot with the fancy camera work and the, and the you know special effects. Similar thing with the Money in the Bank thing this year. They did it very differently with it fighting through the headquarters and everything. So it made sense for them to do it a different way and give us something different. And Bray Wyatt and John Cena, again, not a traditional wrestling match. Um, so it made sense to do it the way they did it. This, though, the majority of it just felt like a hardcore street fight style wrestling match. Yeah. And so it didn't feel necessary to... It, it didn't feel necessary to add all these cinematics to it because I'm just watching a wrestling match. So then it just made the rest. It made the wrestling match feel weird. It's like, okay, it's like, yeah. watching. Okay. Perfect example for you here. Okay. Have you, uh, anybody who's seen the show glow, <laughs> the matches in that don't feel like normal matches because we're watching them from the cinematic view. They're not meant to be filmed like wrestling matches. So they don't feel like wrestling matches. Um, and that's kind of the vibe that these camera angles gave off for me was it felt like it, it just felt too cinematic for a standard match. Yeah. At that point, had they been fighting all over the place, if had it been like a lot, you know what I mean? 
like some abandoned lot somewhere with cars that, you know, almost like a junkyard or something like that with no ring or something. That would have been another story. I think that kind of style would have would have benefited it greatly. But just I mean, I didn't hate it. I just didn't feel like it was necessary for this match. And it was it, it, both guys worked extremely hard. They did. It was still entertaining, but uh, I think that the cinematic thing actually held it back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I had a hard time with that just because the angles and it, it just it kind of to me like limited to match because okay, all the, the match had to finish in the ring, but it was like okay, there's gonna be a big spot. There's gonna be this. There's gonna be Cole going through the car. Um, you know, you knew at some point it was kind of weird. It was the time these kind of matches always like when there's uh no rules and it's like well at some point you know the atmosphere there is going to show up but it's like you know like they're not just going to be there the whole time you know i guess they're going to just show up i think i lost you for a second there dave yeah but uh but yeah that match just didn't work out for me so (laughs) um dave i think we lost you for a second all right um we we didn't hear your tail end thoughts about that match if you want to I, I I I gave it a thumbs down. I put it on the uh, Randy Orton edge level from WrestleMania. So, but but that was that's the worst one. <laughs> but this one's just above that. So. Fair enough. Um, okay, so up next. Sorry, I I get distracted there. Uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Karrion Cross, which uh, kind of was like a like a raw uh, a raw. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, kind of one of those matches where just somebody just gets crushed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three minute Rob. <laughs> yes, you're looking for a squash match. And while it wasn't an outright squash match, it was very, yeah. it was a very strong showing for Cross. It uh, was. It was a very good showing. He won definitively, and he was dominant through the majority of the match. And I think they established right away that he is a he's a force at this point. Yeah. He is. He is. He is somebody to immediately take seriously. And this is what I've said before: when they bring guys in, it's like if you want them to be taken seriously treat them seriously from the get-go you know we don't need corny gimmicks we don't need stupid little feuds over nothing get like this was cross picking a target showing his dominance by picking somebody at the top of the food chain and destroying them and i understand that can't work for everybody it's not meant to he's a monster that's the way they want to portray him but just treat them seriously and and it'll help go a long way to how people view them Uh, i see this guy as brock 2.0 yeah but 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 he looks more human (laughs) <laughs> you know, as opposed to like a giant walking thumb. He, you yeah. know, not... <laughs> either either guy don't want to meet walking down an alley. It's, uh... Oh no, no, no. Well, if he has Scarlet with him, I'm not so upset. But uh, <laughs> Scarlet, by the way, I like what she brings to the act. I would just, and this is just me, I would dial it back a little bit in the intro, the entrance. I think she gets a little overboard in the entrance, and the the lip syncing to the music is a. A little intense. It, when it doesn't fit, like what Carrion is, you know. It's right. Just kind of... Right. I mean, I'm fine. Like, to a degree, I'm fine with her doing it, but she's like, just not. Don't don't be screaming at the camera, lip sync wise. Like, you know. uh, really, and, it was never intense. And, and for Tomasa, I mean, this is probably his worst loss, but I mean, but something maybe he's going to bounce back from. Obviously, he's going to bounce back, but maybe maybe a later program where he's like, you know, I wasn't ready. I underestimated you. And now I take you seriously because you're going to probably be a champion because you're going to face right. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Oh, there's uh, one match left on the card. Oh, there's you mean one match? Hold on. <laughs> Let me uh, allow me to uh, do this properly, shall we? Hold on. Oh, you got it. Sorry. I got to lure it in there. And now for the main event of the evening 
Was that good? Did that work? Yes. The okay. triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai. Uh, match of the night easily by far. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the woman doing a great job with this. Uh, if you're going to go back to the, the show and watch uh, some of the matches, um, definitely watch this one. Uh, yeah. It was just the spots. Uh, you know, at some point, which, by the way, kudos to WWE for not only dusting off Todd Pettengill, but dusting off the old set, which I guess, you know, it's in their warehouse right there. So they're like, hey, we got the Simmons house set. Might as well use it. So they prod it out. Somebody went through the window. And then, uh, and then uh, Shirai, uh, you know, jumped off the top of the house. <laughs> Literally. Shirai, uh, you know, jumped off the top of the house. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty intense, uh, intense moment. The, I'm going to ask uh, you. I, I thought all three women, like you said, worked really hard. Um, the chemistry was there between yeah. them. Um, I, I'm thrilled that Io Shirai got the win. Did the right person get pinned? Um, I'm disappointed that it was at the cost of Rhea Ripley. Uh, like that she I had agree. to take the pin. And I get it. You're going to protect Charlotte. Charlotte is going to... Charlotte's going to Charlotte. You know what I mean? She's, she's Charlotte's going to go after Asuka after backlash. So. Yeah, she loses a title, and somehow that justifies her getting another title. Well, because she, she beat Asuka on Monday, you know, from shenanigans. Okay, but, but here's the thing. Like, what was the point of Charlotte being... In NXT, and then like never losing a match, or you know, did she get a pinfall? Yeah, I was trying to figure out like, like other than losing the Bailey like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. like I think her last pinfall loss was the Bailey the year prior when she lost the title. Like this, she's so protected in these matches. Oh, Charlotte, was it really that long ago? I think so. I mean, unless there are some other losses. I mean, she had the tag losses with Becky, but Becky got pinned. You know, Becky suffered more losses on TV last year than Charlotte did, I believe. Well, that's not a huge surprise to me, in all honesty. I, I feel like that. I feel oh. like that's going to be the case with her because she's very she's she's one of those characters that that they're just going to protect and protect and protect, even to the point where I think it's crazy because they don't need to protect her anymore. Yeah, I mean, I like she's like she's a female version of, of Roman Reigns. I mean, and it's always I even Roman has eaten more pins in the last yeah. year. Not this obviously in the last like six months, but um, his last year of action before that, he he ate more pin loss, Paul yeah. pinfall losses than he did. So, um, so maybe it's LOL Charlotte wins, kind of like the old Cena wins man. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but but she should have got pinned in that match. I mean, I thought with the with the um, you know with the the figure eight going out, like that would have been a good opportunity for her to get pinned. And I thought that would have worked out. That would have been smart. And it, like, I wouldn't have hurt her. I mean, she's in a hold anyways, which I mean, they're saying that about Rhea. Like, well, she was in the figure eight, and, you know, and all this, but yeah, and I, get I, I understand that, but I'm with you in the sense that it just wasn't necessary. Yeah. You know, it, and, just, it just wasn't needed to, to do that with Charlotte, uh, to do that with yeah. Rhea Ripley. Um, but again, I, it's all on how they handle this after the follow-up. I mean, there's no shame in losing to somebody like Shirai because Shirai is, I mean, She's one of she's one one of if not you know I mean some people would make an argument for the best but I mean she's at least one of the best female like wrestlers or wrestlers period uh, in the game right now she's a, she's fantastic and a flyer which I worry if she goes to Raw or SmackDown they're going to make her change that style but the way she uses those ropes is outstanding that not many people do other than you know Carrie Singh kind of does them but they kind of even 
you know, reeled her in a little bit too, which is well, you know, she's so, the I, genius of the sky, Dave. <laughs> I mean, close um, the end, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I know, um, I thumbs up for uh, takeover, but what's next for Adam Cole's title that we've kind of got you kind of talk about uh, what happened on NXT on Wednesday? Uh, the biggest thing being that, uh, well, like you said, Adam Cole's title, we found out that uh, he pretty much now is in the crosshairs of Karrion Cross. Yeah. He is without a doubt going to lose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be uh not trying to be a jerk, but uh when you're at this point how strongly carrying cross was established, but there's zero chance that Cole's keeping that title. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not gonna cross squash Tomasa for Adam Cole to beat this guy. It just it doesn't make any sense uh right now. And it's kinda like when they, Rio was hot, they put the title on her. Uh, then they cooled her off. So hopefully they don't cool off uh, Carrion. No, without a doubt. Uh, I, w- I would hope you're right. We'll we'll yeah. see if that ends up being the case. But uh, I don't know how much faith I have in them, I guess, at, at, at this point. Because when people get to the main roster, um, <laughs> I, I lose yeah. a lot of faith in everything they're going to do with them at that point. Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird thing that happens. Yeah, there's um, a thing that happens. By the way, I'm just going to throw this out there just because people, uh, in case they want to know. Dave Taylor's handle over there on the left. If you want to follow me, mind that giant on the mic. Dave didn't know that. That's not his fault. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there if anybody wants to, to use that. Um, you put it in your own name, by the way. That's not me. So. Oh, I did that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, don't back out, but next time you I'll leave it. Me. No, I'll fix it. <laughs> right, I'll fix it next time. I was right. So, <laughs> in any event, we, um, AEW, uh, are we on AEW now? Are we still talking NXT? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's your plug. So, is that right? Oh, hey, look at that. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about AEW because FTR made their uh, debut. They did. They did. And, uh, they brought back an old movie you don't get to see much nowadays. They did. They brought back the uh, the Spike pile driver, which I was pretty much under the impression we weren't going to see on television much anymore. At least not. Yeah. yeah. These guys are, if you're an old time wrestling fan like me, these guys go back to the brain buster era and Tully and Arn and the, you know, the NWA days. Uh, but that was your finishing move in the WWE was the uh, Spike pile driver and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so that was kind of cool to see them bring that back. But uh, but nice to see them. You know, not wasting too much time in, in, in wrestling. So, uh, and, and looking, looking good, like as we expect. And of course, when they get into the big matches, I think people are going to see if you just saw the, you know, WWE version of these guys, um, I think you're in for a treat because I, I like what they did. And uh, who was the match they had? Like, it was a two out of three falls match for the Dusty Championship a couple of years ago, like the big tournament. It was them, and I forgot who they faced, but it was like an outstanding uh, match. Was, was it the, no, it wasn't DIY. Who was it? Was it DIY? I think it was DIY. Yeah, DIY. Yeah, maybe it was. it was. Um, now you're gonna drive me insane. Want to know if that's true? <laughs> but the, their NXT work was fantastic. It was really yeah. on the main roster where they got wasted. Uh, I mean, you know, we they had so much potential uh, for a lot of stuff. But I mean, I point you no further than their feud with like the Usos on Raw and how that was just turned into one comedy shtick after another. Where yeah, it was. Um, like they had the Usos caught one of them shaving the other guy's back in the shower and they made jokes on him about that. They put the icy hot inside their trunks. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I, 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 
they're not the guys for that. I mean, if you got comedy guys that you know aren't, you, you never know. Like with certain guys that can be picked, you never give these guys a chance. Uh, which well, that's and I'm, my thing is that these guys had all the potential in the world, and you just went yeah. to comedy. Yeah. And why? Why? I don't understand that. That the only thing I can think is just that this goes back to the to to Vince McMahon, who, as I saw referred to earlier today in a tweet, seventy uh, four year old roadblock. Um, who <laughs> stifles good ideas at this point and is determined to do what he wants to do. And if he doesn't get something, it ends up being what he wants it to be. And yeah. rather than go with an idea he doesn't get or trust somebody else's opinion, he, he goes with what he wants. Um, I'm hoping they have a little more freedom to kind of be who they are in AEW, which just from what we've seen in AEW, it does appear that way. Yeah. Uh, for so uh, they they had done some interviews and stuff, not, not, yeah. not to plug another podcast because I don't want to mention the guy because he ticked me off about a month ago. But uh, but they did do an interview with a guy that was kind of like a mentor to them for a while, and he they explained that you know when when they were upset with some things, they went to Triple H or terrorizing as they said, um, <laughs> and, and complained about the tag team scene. And then not too long after that. You know, because you said, like, you know, Trips said, hey, we're going to make some changes. Remember, they had that big change, you know, where they, we're going to bring guys in from NXT and then we're going to forget about them for two weeks. They had that amazing match with, um, with uh, <laughs> Shorty G, with uh, him and, uh, and Bobby Roode, which was to me like one of the best tag matches we got last year. It was the yeah. match every like three segments was outstanding. They, oh, this is going to be great. And, you know, Zen wasn't about the championship. It was this, they wanted great matches and, they weren't able to get that, not to any fault of their own. They just, their hands were tied and um, they couldn't do anything. I appreciate that you went with the, their hands were tied. It was, hey, 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 we got visual effects now. So. Um, by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about AEW. Uh, we're going to be talking about backlash here in a little bit. Just a lot of wrestling talk. If you're watching us, please feel free to go ahead and comment. We will see the comments and we'll be happy to address anything you guys want to talk about, uh, any topics, or if you guys have any comments about anything we're discussing, please uh, make yourselves known. Um, and uh, but so in AEW, I mean, the big thing was FTR. They got the win over the Butcher and Blade, um, which duh. At, at this point, the one thing I have against uh, why well, should the one thing? One of the things that I have against AEW right now is that they have so many teams that I feel like have the potential to seem threatening and don't because of how they're treated. And one of them is Butcher and Blade, who I feel like look like a physically imposing team. Like, they should seem really intimidating and yeah. badass. But the second FTR had a few was going to wrestle them, I was like, well, <laughs> okay. I'm like, all right, that, that's that's fine, I guess. I mean, they were brought in as part of, like, Cody's and MJF's feud yeah. or something. But then had some weird no tie to MJF. They just, whatever. And then, at, like, the, he was they were dispatched of relatively easily. And then they just kind of been there since then and i i just i have this issue with them i have this issue with like the dark order i have this issue with i mean there's there's several teams that i feel like they could make seem more intimidating than they are but they just refuse to for some reason there i mean i don't know what it is with like tag team wrestling i mean because there's moments of brilliance of uh, both sides and aw but there's a lot of times where we're like in like oh, oh best friends is number one contenders like I, I never see, saw that happening I, I mean just no offense to those guys I mean they're great but like with everything else going on it's like this is the team <laughs> you're gonna I, I, as much as I hate to say this but I hope and I hope I'm wrong that maybe this is just a period where it's like meh um, 
they seem to be falling into a bit of a, of a formula and a rut with tag team wrestling as well. Um, and that could just be, you know, who's available at the moment, what their stories are going to be, what they're trying to could be. In there, okay. where it's not going to be one of the bright spots, and it'll get a little better, you know, here in a little bit. We just got to get through this patch. I'm hoping that's the case, because otherwise, people really need to stop pointing at WWE as the only ones who don't get tag team wrestling. And just, you know, just pointing at teams like uh, uh, the Young Bucks and the, the Lucha Brothers and this, that, and the other thing, teams that were well-established long before they got to AEW. Um, they've had they've had good matches in AEW, don't get me wrong. The Lucha Brothers haven't done anything in a while. I think one of them got injured. Uh, I think yeah. Pentagon might have been injured. Um, and then Phoenix was before that, I think. I think he had a minor injury. Um, the, the, help me, Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, uh, yeah. Have been wrapped up in this feud with the elite that's been kind of on and off for a little while now. Your tag team champions are a team that doesn't feel like a team. Yeah. Two singles guys we just threw together. Uh, yeah, the makeshift team thing always bothers me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, and it was like with Seth Rollins and, and, and Murphy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, okay, you have this other team right here that is very capable, AOP. Um, and then, you you know, you, you do this other thing, which I don't know. Hangman Page and uh, um, Omega the reason that one kind of bothers me is that, like, in, in WWE sometimes when they take guys that are, like, when you had, like, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels became tag team yeah. together. All right, well, two top-tier guys who, if they can put aside their differences, yeah, maybe they can be a badass team, right? Because they're they're supposed to be the pinnacle. Yeah. Kenny Omega has yet to be presented like he is the pinnacle of – and I we know how incredibly talented the guy is. This is not a statement on his actual ability. It is how he has been presented so far – in AEW, he hasn't seemed like Kenny Omega in in AEW. And Hangman Page lost the world first world title match, which would put him in that upper echelon. But yeah. then he needed to go on kind of a losing streak and then a drunk angle. And then all of a sudden, he's tag team champions with, with Kenny Omega all of a sudden. And Kenny hasn't won a lot of matches either. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's been the other thing. And AEW has been around for like a year now. I mean, I know we haven't had uh, Dynamite for a year, but... Uh... But I just I've never you know, all this hype and everything, and I've seen some Kenny matches outside of AEW. But I'm I'm trying to figure out where is that guy that I saw in Japan. <laughs> Kenny, it kills me because like Kenny Omega has what's considered to be the best, you know, one of the best, if not the best, in a lot of people's eyes, uh, my, uh, matches from uh, yeah. New Japan. You know, um, he, uh, he when he when he unseated, uh, I think was it Okada. I think so. New Japan for the for the world title. Yeah. Um, hold on. Now I need to make sure I'm 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 right here because I, it's it's the one it's the one that everybody makes the jokes about. Um, I thought it was uh, Okada. Yeah, yeah, it was Okada. Uh, I just had to make sure I was getting that right. I was going to feel awful if I got Okada. Wasn't, the seven, wasn't that the seven star match? It was the seven star match. It is the only seven star <laughs> match in existence, which I think is silly, but it, it was. It was a fantastic match. If you go back and watch it, it was incredible. Yeah. And it was the end of like three or four matches for them that had all been incredible. So it was it was just nuts that they, they put on such good matches together. And Kenny is perfectly capable of doing it. He just hasn't been presented like that guy in AEW so far. Yeah. Um, but again, we're getting, a little, we're getting sidetracked here. We do this sometimes. And we... <laughs> 
it just goes back to the tag team division. I need, I need it to, I need it to liven up a little bit. I'm hoping FTR showing up and everything is going to help do that. Uh, it's another really established team that that can have, they can really go, that you can throw out there with other teams and 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 make it feel like it's a real division. The one thing yeah. that bothers me is while I enjoy the fact that a lot of the teams are competitive, all of them feel kind of equal at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that separates them from, from yeah. being special. Like, um, so they're proud and yeah. powerful and, and uh, the best friends and uh, FTR. Well, FTR, I'm going to give a pass to because they feel a little bit. But, like, Butcher and Blade and, like, you name private, all these things. Private party, I thought, oh, these guys are going to get the push. And then they just reload them. Although Mark Quinn just had a great match with uh, Cody on um, uh, Dynamite. For yeah. the open challenge for the uh, for the team the the TNT title, um, fantastic! You should absolutely watch it. I do hope that they they go back to those guys and maybe give them another chance. Uh, yeah, and a side note, I really the tag teams. I am glad at least Cody's doing the open challenge. Um, yeah. which, you know, it may, makes it up a little bit. I mean, I liked it when Cena did it because you just didn't know who you're going to get, and it wasn't the same old same old. You got unique matchups, so why not do that here? Because these guys are going to fight. Uh, the side note, which we'll save it for another show. Uh, the women's division in, in, in AEW is another complete mess. Yeah, I think some guys from from yeah. other places, uh, um, and I think we'll get some cast-offs from WWE who maybe won't get full-time contracts, but they'll pop in for a match with Cody and, and then move on with whatever they're doing. Um, I can see but, that. That would be nice. And at the moment, you've got uh, FTR. They, they said the other day they're working on basically a handshake agreement with uh, AEW. Like, they're not officially signed. Hmm. Because they're still still hammering out some details or something like that uh, with them. So we'll we'll see where that goes, I suppose. Um, Other than that, I mean, you know, just rounding out Dynamite, you've got Cage and Moxley, which which is fine. It's nothing. I have nothing against that that feud right now. Um, I'm interested to see how they work together. Yeah, because they got uh, Frighter Fest coming up at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with that, we will move on to SmackDown, which we just got done watching about uh, 40 minutes ago. And, um, who, uh, match of the year so far, maybe? Uh, maybe. Uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan wrestled for the uh, Intercontinental Championship, and that was amazing. Yeah. That was fantastic. Go out of your way to watch. I felt like for a part of it, though, there was just a bunch of commercials. Well, yeah, they went. I think it was like a five or six segment match, which is oh, uh, yeah, probably yeah. the highest segments they've had for a TV match in a long time. Um, yeah, there did seem to be that way, but maybe because of the pacing of the match. And uh, what I liked about this, which by the way, for those of you that love the high spots, this was not a match with a lot of high spots, no. but they happened at the right time. Um, and, and just you know, the, the great storytelling. With the, uh, <laughs> you know, with with uh, you know working on the arm, and then you know and with uh, Daniel Bryan's knee afterwards being uh, you know all banged up. So um, people don't just think we're crazy. Or, so people don't think we were crazy. We were just smiling and laughing because we saw Jordan's comment pop up in the feed. Uh, AJ Styles, <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, uh, yeah. AJ getting the win. He uh, looked great. Clean too. Proved that he's still. I mean, let's be honest. The best guy they have in WWE right now? I don't know. Dude, he's yeah. a, he, and he's in his and, 40s, and he's still this good. And, and he's now won every title in WWE. Yeah, yep, yep. He's a Grand Slam champion at this point. 
Yeah, so so congrats to him. Uh, the other thing I thought was uh, Corbin just being a little creepy. But, uh, Corbin's always creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, in creepy, not in the way like uh, Dexter Loomis is creepy, um, like on NXT, who I kind of dig that. Corbin's creepy just in that he's creepy. Yeah. Like, it's just a real creepiness. Uh, the Real quick, well, well, before we jump onto the news, uh, I just want to mention real quick that, like, yeah, again, AJ Styles and Daniel Ryan was great. Um, the rest of the show was a big stinking turd. Um, yeah. That first segment with Jeff Hardy and Sheamus had Vince McMahon's handprint all over it. And hate that angle. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Hated it, hated it, hated it. Uh, the second I saw the, like, our, when they were doing the drug test thing, I was like, oh, God. And then when he when he throws the pee, the pee at Sheamus... I was like, oh, Vince McMahon is backstage right now. I, 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 he's backstage right now laughing his ass off, thinking, oh, this is good. You know, he's, which I don't get. I, I don't understand. I wish they would grand slam champion already. I think <laughs> AJ is a grand slam champion, so. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hate the angle when they did it like two weeks ago, and it just why? What, what are we, what are we gonna do? It, it doesn't even fit like Seamus's character to be the kind of guy to do this stuff. No, it just doesn't make any any it sense at all. It doesn't fit any of the stuff he talked about in his return videos, where he yeah. talked about how the the brand had gotten weak, and he was back to you know, you know he's a warrior. He's back to establish you know dominance and blah 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 blah. The first thing he does is come back and picks on Shorty G for being small. And we no. get a food about that. And then we get this food with Jeff Hardy where he's going to make pick on him about, you know, having done drugs and whatnot. And it's like, dude, give up. CM Punk did this already. He did it so much better than you did. Yeah. Uh, just, just don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, and the main event was worthless. I I have absolutely no it's, it's an angle to put uh what's his face? Uh, Corbin, creepy Corbin with uh with Otis or whatever. Hey, nice to see Tucker back on TV. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. So he's looking to slim down some. Yeah. Uh just the match was it, it was felt like it felt like a house show match. Yeah. And I know it made this was the go home show and it made me have no interest in seeing um, Braun Strowman uh, defend against AJ or uh, defend against um, Miz Morrison. Like I had no interest to begin with, but this just cemented that it's not. Yeah, you know, it's a shame sure, because you know what means that's going to happen is that he's going to lose the title. Like because I have no interest, it means they're going to do a title change. They, they, uh, they did a nice job with the video package without recapping last week because when he tightened it up and he took out all the excess crap from that mm -hmm. angle last week, it looked good. And then you get the silliness of the match, which was. Just Stupid tonight. Yeah, I'm not really not looking forward to that. Um, you know, we talked about how that first segment had Vince McMahon's hands, uh, fingerprints all over it, and uh, that leads us into the news because one of the biggest pieces of news I saw go by this week is that um, Paul Heyman has been relieved of his duties as the executive director of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, shame because for a little while they had some good stuff, um, and now I, I thought it was good. Vince McMahon is, is, has appointed Bruce Pritchard as head creative across everything. Uh, Bruce has been, I guess, running SmackDown for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, now now he's also, you know what, Jordan just made a comment, and I tend to agree, Jordan. I'm thinking that might happen. Uh, either, either during or after, that might happen. 
especially if if Braun Strowman loses the title, I can see him coming out and cashing in. Yeah. Uh, on on Miz and Morrison, Miz or whatever, both. <laughs> I don't know. Um, in any event, so now we get to look forward to. Apparently, the reason Heyman was brought in, and previously Bischoff, who was replaced by Pritchard, um, was to free up Vince McMahon for the XFL. Now, clearly, the XFL did not go off as planned because COVID-19 happened. And uh, so that's not something he has to pay attention to anymore. Yeah. Bischoff even last before XFL started? No, I think he was gone before it started. Yeah, I think he was gone before it started. Um, But they... um, they went ahead and uh, uh, made Pritchard in charge of everything now. And it pretty much guarantees that we're just going to get a lot of what Vince McMahon wants to see. Um, I mean, usually SmackDown has been the better shows of late. Now, I know they're pushing guys on Raw, which I appreciate. But, but yeah, I, but, yeah, but Vince McMahon, uh, and again, this is rumor and innuendo. You got to take it with a grain of salt. But it's Vince McMahon apparently big on, high on Drew McIntyre. So there, there's that. He's high on Drew McIntyre. He's high on Charlotte. And that's oh. about it. <laughs> yeah, poor Ricochet. Poor, um, you know, hopefully yeah. this doesn't hurt uh, uh, Alexander Black. Um, we've seen Cedric Alexander. Alexander. Alexander Black? No, I, I, no, Cedric Alexander and then Alistair Black. Okay, all right. I was like, wait a minute, what? Um, it, it bothers me because I'm sure we're going to get more dumb comedy segments. Um, I, it bothers me because we're going to get more, you know, ridiculous stuff that we're going to get people we don't want to see in places that, you know, that yeah. spots we don't want to, we don't care about. And apparently he's not high on NXT at all. Um, which the reason we've been seeing, we saw Charlotte on NXT was because that was a Vince McMahon call. Yeah. Let's bring um, the rating and, and, and it's not over. He wants more raw and SmackDown superstars to be on NXT. So yeah. they're, he can't control the whole booking of it, I guess. I guess he probably could, but Triple H would fight him tooth and nail. Yeah. Um, but they're going to force people who are already established on the upper roster onto NXT, which is unnecessary to take those spots from those guys when yeah. you're not going to be doing the same thing and have those. I want more R-Truth. <laughs> you know what? R-Truth is usually entertaining. I'll yes. give R-Truth that. If I can get our truth in place of like Jeff Hardy P segments with Sheamus, I'll take our truth all day every day. Yeah. Um, because he's way more entertaining. But the thing is, they haven't had the ratings bump with Charlotte. I think maybe I think they expected that. The, the only time I think they got the bump was when Becky came on the show, and this right. was before Survivor Series, where the whole angle was hot. So I think it was a combination of things. Uh, and then they haven't repeated it. I mean, unless they set up something. You know, because you can go to any brand four times a year or whatever. Oh, well, now now there's talk of consolidating the brands yet again, because this, fine, is what, this, is what happens, this is what happens when the ratings dip and Vince panics because the ratings are so and the ratings are very low. They are extremely yeah. low for, for all the programs. And that's largely, I mean, due to the situation we're all in the world right now and Side side effect of that being without the crowds, it just doesn't feel the same. Um, no, I'm, I'm glad I'm, out there. Yeah, uh, that's good, but it still doesn't feel like it used to feel. Now maybe we just have to get used to that for a while. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's no fault of their own. I mean, I'm glad they added people, but I mean, you know, yeah, what are you gonna do in that situation? Yeah. Uh, uh, other other news uh, being 
that we've got uh, NXT UK, by the way, canceled their July television tapings. Um, so they will not be filming nope. anything. Uh, they were scheduled to film some in uh, Scotland, I think, and they've canceled it due to the pandemic. And uh, we know that Elias is out with a pectoral injury. I think he tore his pectoral muscle. So he's having surgery on that. His yeah, injury is legitimate. Uh, the the uh, car act, the getting hit by the car or whatever was meant to write him off TV. Yeah. Eight and, months. Uh, and, huh? Hey, he could be out for eight months. He could. And uh, Jinder yeah. Mahal, unfortunately, they thought he had a minor knee injury that he could get fixed pretty easily. Uh, they did the surgery, found out that it was much worse than they thought, and he will be out for a significant amount of time, which is a shame because he uh, had just returned from that kind of injury, I think, in the other leg. He missed a lot of last year yeah. due to that leg injury. So he's out for several months as well. And it's a bummer for him because apparently he was supposed to be in a title program with Drew McIntyre, given their history as 3MB. Now, now... He wasn't supposed to win or be in a long title program with him. It was supposedly supposed to be a one-off, but they wanted to play off their history, and apparently Drew was pushing really hard for it. Wow. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, he's improved. I mean, I, I know he's not oh, a favorite of, of a lot of people and stuff. Uh, he's, he was wrestling on the main event show, you know, before the injury, and you know, he's he's come a long way. And with the injury and everything else, you know, I, I know he, I don't like how he gets treated sometimes. I mean, I, you know. I'm happy he had the rain and everything else. And um, so hopefully he can come back and, you know, he's in some sort of picture. Who knows if Drew's going to be the champion if he's out for six or seven months. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. things, things can change drastically and quickly at this point. Um, so I guess that does it for that. So uh, with the news over, that means it's time to move into now. We've only got about 10 minutes left before we go. Yeah. Uh, our preview of WWE Backlash. So we'll go through and pick our winners. Uh, if you guys happen to be in the comments, please feel free to throw in your take on who's going to win these matches. What do you think is going to go on uh, up first? Obviously, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Uh, I don't care. Jeff Hardy. Jeff has to be counting down the days until his he, he can leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, 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 but there's, I mean, but just, yeah. If Jeff Hardy doesn't win here... Uh, anyways, well, you know, already view that would mean that Sheamus will probably get a world title match. Um, <laughs> True. I, I honestly don't know. Um, in reality, I, I'm with you. I don't care. Um, I'll probably just you pick Jeff Hardy. I'll go Sheamus. Okay. Because I, I can't even begin to care about that feud. The greatest wrestling match of all time, Sean. Uh, so okay, Jordan's going with me, Sheamus. Okay. Um, Edge versus Randy Orton. Yeah, the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, worst, the worst you could have chosen. Worst, one of the worst WrestleMania matches ever. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go that far. Dave, Dave is Dave the hater, but the I, I, um, I just don't. I am slightly concerned that this will be cinematic and it won't need to be because they've already filmed this one. Yeah, did they have like a cinematic match on this card? I mean, I mean this one maybe. I mean, are they going to do it in the ring? I thought this was going to be in the ring because the last one wasn't in the ring. It was. Oh, this one is in the ring. It's a wrestling match. It's a straight up wrestling match. But let's not pretend that will stop them from no. doing cinematic angles, Dave. They, they, or, yeah, or maybe something afterwards where, you know, yeah, yeah. try to put Orton out. Um, uh, I, I, I see no reason for Edge to lose. I mean, his return, I'm sorry, has been lackluster. 
Maybe because there's no crowd and he's, you know, he needs that. Yeah, that's That's been the biggest thing is that he has no people to feed off of. And it's been a real bummer that he's back and there's nobody around. Yeah. Um, and thank God when he came back, it was in January and there was still a crowd. Because, man, that moment would have lost all of its punch had that reaction not happened. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going with Edge. Yeah, I'm going to go with Edge. There's no reason for Edge to lose this one. Um, unless they're going to turn this thing into a, a, a hat, you know, it's it's a best of three. And somebody's got to win the third match. Which I could see happening. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not the case. I would like it to win. Well, you can't do like a steel cage because of the setup. So uh, yeah, I don't know where you go when you went from a, a street fight type match, last man standing. That's what it was. When you yeah. went from last man standing to a singles match, okay, I can under I can understand where, what you're going for there, but then I can't see you going to another match type after that. Like that's that. I that that's that's like when they went Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon in the Hell in the Cell for like the beginning of the feud. Like the feud didn't yeah. even start yet. It wasn't even warm. So yeah, yeah. And, and then they had regular matches. Yeah. And then they had other matches. And it's like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm going with Edge. Uh, up next, U.S. title match, Apollo Crews defends against Andrade. Um, I'm going to keep the title on um, Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Andrade is on the outs with uh, Vega and Garza. And I think we may see Garza turn on Andrade here. Garza has been really stepping. I mean, he, I mean, I liked him from the get go, but like, like, there's something going on where it's like, oh, they're they're about to strap a rocket to this guy. Here, here's he a call. The most he has made the most of the time he's been given out there. He, he has, and, and his gimmick is great because especially with like Selena, he, he's kind of the way he just acts with her and everything. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, at some point that's gonna cross he, the line. People, people will hate me for saying this. I'll, I will get, I will get just reamed for saying this, but. When I when I when I watch Garza, I see a little bit of like early WWE, early WWE. Keep the that time frame in mind, but early WWE Eddie Guerrero. Yes, yes, I, I see that too. He's Latino Heat. Uh, Latino uh, Heat, exactly. I see, I see a little bit of Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero in there. Um, yeah. But uh, I think. I think Andrade actually may, might be about to take some time off as well, so uh, I'm definitely going with Cruz to retain. Yeah, I'm going with Cruz as well. So we got the uh, women's uh, tag team title match, a triple threat match, uh, Bailey and Tasha Banks versus Alexa, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics, in, since we got the camera. So <laughs> <laughs> doesn't quite work the same way. Sorry. First, I'll just say I'm happy to see uh, Peyton Royce on television again. Anytime I can see her, I'm happy. Um, yeah. I don't care who wins this. This could be a very quick turnaround for Bailey and Sasha winning these things and then losing them if they're telling the story about Bailey and Sasha splitting up. Yeah, I get out. I'm not sure. Um, we never got the poem tonight, so maybe we, you never know what Bailey was gonna if she was gonna trash Sasha uh, Banks or not. Right. Uh, I theater the. I like to see. I mean, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross work so well together. Who would have thought that like a year ago? But. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I, but I, it'd be nice to see them get the titles again. Maybe they could fight the Iconics in the title match, which is fine. I mean, the I team that it. makes the least sense is the one I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Iconics. Okay. I'm yeah, I can see that happening. Win out of nowhere. They made no sense when they went at Mania. So, but but either way, we're picking new champions, just not the same one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is funny because I feel like um, I feel like that would be part of the story they'd tell about the Iconics beating Bailey and Sasha again. Yeah. For the titles, so. 
Universal Championship. Who cares? Uh, Braun Strowman versus The Miz and Morrison. Um, Braun will retain. Is there a cash-in? Does he pin them both? <sighs> Dude, I don't know. Uh, I'm so torn on... I'm torn on whether he even wins at this point. I, I genuinely think there's a chance that he loses the title because it would because it would make no freaking sense. Yeah, and I can't add. I I I, I have such a hard time adding logic to a lot of these, these things sometimes. Well, well, you know, that's the thing is that you know the Miz and Morrison can win it, and then Otis can cash in on one of those two. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. You know, um, but I, I'm gonna go with Strowman. No, no cash in. Let let it, let it play out for a while because he because uh, I think Strowman, I think yeah, I'm with you. I think Strowman wins. Yeah, and retains yeah. the Raw Women's Title match between Oscar and Nia Jax. Uh, no reason to take the title off Oscar yet. Yeah, because she's going to be fighting Charlotte anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, lol, Oscar wins. Um, as long as Nia doesn't injure Oscar. So, <laughs> hold up. Oh, one match to go. <clears throat> <laughs> you mean the main event of the evening for the world championship drew mcintyre versus bobby lashley with mvp in the corner and lana gonna probably cast bobby the match so. oh uh, yeah i think i think lana ends up costing bobby the match yeah and that ends up being the split between them um yeah i uh and, you know, it's a shame because I always wanted Lashley versus Brock, and I don't think we're ever going to get that. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Lashley or Brock is supposed to be back in time for SummerSlam. Um, he'll need a partner if he's not going right back after Drew. Yeah, maybe it's uh, a number one contenders match, and I could see yeah. that between these two. Technically speaking, if they wanted to get there, they could get uh, Bobby Lashley could win the title off of Drew, and then Brock could come back and challenge Bobby for the title. Um, I, would, I wouldn't like that simply because I don't think it's time to take the title off Drew. Yeah. But, you know, now's the time when they're taking some chances on some stuff with, with none of the fans there in the building, so they don't have to worry about the reactions and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't know what they do in that regard. Um, I, I, I'm picking Drew to win overall, though. I think Drew retains. I, I think Drew wins, and then they wrap up the Lana angle because yeah. they really know what to do with that, which is a shame. But uh, you know. Jordan, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, you're 100 yeah. percent right. It'd be yeah. intense if nothing else. It'd be. It'd it, be it probably would be. Or it'd be two minutes, and we'd be yelling, "Why in this match for two minutes?" <laughs> yeah, why does Brock even show up to have a two minute match? I don't know. Because he because he got in the airplane to leave quickly. I guess I don't know. Uh, I gotta be honest though. Um, looking at this card, top to bottom, I'm not overly excited about it. Um, it's it's. But you know what? When we said that in the past, we've said the card looks weak. It usually ends up being a great show. Yeah. And the opposite yeah. remains true. For main roster shows, when we say the card looks great, it ends up sucking. But with NXT TakeOvers, they're always great. Yeah, because uh, there was a card a couple of months ago where like this, like, yeah, it's not, I think it was Elimination Chamber, wasn't it, or something? Might have been. Might have been. So, oh, yeah. in any event, we'll see what happens with all those uh, those matches at Backlash. It is this Sunday. Obviously, you can watch it on the WWE Network. For nine ninety nine a month, they don't have a free month anymore, so you're paying from the get go. So keep that in mind. Uh, there's your plug, WWE. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Every it's like nobody can help but talk about the network. You have to. It's, nobody's really looking to give them a plug, but it's the only way to watch their, their pay per views anymore. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Uh, Carter, local, letting local us know. Harder. 
There's our timer letting us know. So uh, in any event, uh, again, uh, we are ETC Podcast Repeat. Make sure you follow us on uh, all your major podcasting apps. Uh, go ahead and search ESPR Wrestling and just give us a five-star rating and review after you subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. And, of course, to get in touch with us, stay in touch with us. Uh, you can find us on 1069thefox.com, fm99.com, under the media tag, click ESPR, and follow us at Facebook and Twitter at ESPR99, or email us at ESPR at fm99.com. Uh, you bring, yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's pick for that main event again, or not main event for the, the other one. Has uh, FM99 done a contest for everybody goes, buddy, if they had a replica WWE belt, David, I would be fighting over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you're going to buy us one to give away, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, hey, buddy, I'm, I don't, you don't have to apologize. I, 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 I don't blame you for, for the the idea. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, we're we're open to suggestions. Yeah. We'll take ideas and suggestions all day. Uh, Just remember the easiest way to get them to us when we're not in the middle of a show is ESPR at FM99.com. And uh, that's it for this week. Uh, so until next week when we will be reviewing Backlash, yes. hopefully in a positive light, remember yeah. to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. <laughs>